We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Bengals Ravens week. So who better to bring on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast than Dan Claskins from Fantastics Insider, the Fantastics Insider Podcast, and the Sirius XM show. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here. Uh, as always, we are brought to you by Circus Sports and Splash Sports. Today, my guest is Dan Claskins, the great uh, host from Fantastics Insider. You catch him Saturdays on SiriusXM and Fantasy, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, as well as the Fantastics Insider podcast with James Adams that drops on Tuesday. Dan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh, Jeff, thrilled to be here, man. Really appreciate you inviting me. Uh, and you know it could be better right now. I mean, obviously uh, the Bengals. Yeah. You know, we both have that in common. A uh, big game tomorrow night. Uh, but it's been a fun season. It's going a little too fast, if you want to know my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, huge week. Uh, awful, awful loss last week. The type of game we the Bengals never lose under Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, and they found a way to lose that game. That it was one of those where it just. You know, we that was the old Bengals. That's the stuff we expected in the in the bad old days. <laughs> I will say, uh, you know, they were dealing with, with some key injuries. Uh, obviously, yep. I, I mean, everybody was talking about T. Higgins in the fantasy landscape, but the the loss of Sam Hubbard, yes. I think, was even more impactful in this matchup. But hey, I mean, we can talk about the Bengals and maybe uh, getting out played out, hustled out, coached. I mean, they said that themselves. But let's give uh, credit where credit is due here. I mean, yeah. the Texans, what a great story. And, um, you know, I'm not a big Ohio State fan. I certainly saw a lot of uh, C.J. Stroud in his college days because we're plastered with it here in the Cincinnati market. But uh, at the end of the day, it's the first time I put my eyeballs on the guy. And um, what he's doing this season is legit. I mean, it's special. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way he's taking care of the football. I know he had a key pick in that game, but still that touchdown interception ratio. But, Jeff, the way he moves around the pocket and eludes him and then at the same time has these deep ball throws uh, with the precision. And, I mean, C.J. Stroud, I, I think he's going to have big things ahead. And I, I maybe was a little skeptical before witnessing it with my own eyes, but uh, I am all in on him for fantasy purposes moving forward here. Oh, 100% agree. I, I have big regrets in my dynasty league that I didn't mm. grab. Big, big, big regrets. Not as big of regrets as the Panthers have, apparently. Oh, but. no. <laughs> Maybe even the Bears for trading down when they, you know, the verdict's still out on Justin Fields, another Ohio State guy. We'll see, and we'll get to him in a little bit here. But, 
Yeah, I, I couldn't be more impressed. He he throws guys open, you know, like you said, moves around in the pocket, you know, makes the right decision. The play that caught, I think that was the biggest eye opener for me is one that didn't even count. The Robert Woods catch in the end zone that where he's ruled that that he stepped barely stepped out of bounds. Um, that was like his sixth read when he was under pressure, scrambling to his right and let like through this perfect dime leading him there. Uh, just that's only about five or six quarterbacks can make that throw. Yeah, here's the thing. I mean, we know Stroud's going to be money for fantasy down the stretch here. Uh, I think we agree on that. But figuring out which Texans receivers to yes. play. I mean, when Deco Collins comes back, Noah Brown obviously has made a splash. We know Robert Woods. You just mentioned him. He's got healthy. I think Tank Dell's the best fantasy option, at least in the bunch. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, obviously Dalton Schultz has emerged in himself as a just a weekly locked-in starter, I think, now mm-hmm. in season long. So it's going to be really tough to figure out where it's going to go each week. And as exciting as this Texans passing game is to me, I think it's going to create some fantasy headaches potentially down the stretch when all these players are healthy. Oh, fully agree. Uh, and Collins can play too. Collins is legit. And the fact that he was the guy that I have the most best ball shares of because Nico Collins was like my, my, my man is wide receiver five there in May and June and July. And I've got so much best ball exposure to him. Right. But, uh, they're they're what and let's not put take anything past the Texans coaching. I mean, I, mean, I don't want to make the whole podcast here the Texans podcast, but I mean from top down, that staff has done a great job. They've rebuilt not just the uh roster here a little bit, but just the team's attitude, the morale, the chemistry, the fan base. Uh it's an exciting time to be a Texans fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it just it goes it went how quickly the narrative changes. Our friend my friend Scott Pianowski from Yahoo always says it's a reshuffle league. And the Texans are this year's example of that for sure. Uh, let's get into Thursday night's game. So no T Higgins once again, no uh, Hubbard once again, but the Bengals will have Trey Hendrickson. And we didn't think that was going to be possible. At least I didn't think it was going to be possible. Judging, seeing the injury and seeing the initial reports on that hyperextended knee, not even on the injury report on Wednesday. Oh my goodness. I'll tell you, man, as I was watching the game on Sunday, still trying to get over Tyler Boyd's drop, uh, and the fact that, you know, they had their chance to come back and win this game. And at the stadium was interesting because literally a third of the fans had left before the Cam Taylor okay. bread interception. So we, you know, and I, you know, rightfully so they were playing like that, but I don't leave games. So, I mean, I was, I was still there, but dude, when they got the big play there by Noah Brown, I was literally watching. I, I mean, I, I saw what happened immediately and I was like, Oh, I thought it was, I thought I literally watched watched how his leg broke. And I was looking at my wife and I was like, this is not good. I was like, we just lost this game, but we may have just lost the season because I've been touting here locally on local radio in some of my spots. I believe Trey Hendrickson's the MVP of this team. So to have him go down uh, was devastating. The fact he's coming back. I mean, I know you're a longtime Bengal fan. The only guy I can even put in the same level of toughness in my nearly four decades of following the team here is Tim Crumright. Uh, because well, Trey yeah. Hendrickson, I mean, last year he played without a collarbone. He played without this. Why is it important though that they, he's back for this game. I mean, even if he's not at a hundred percent here, his presence does help. It's not just the pass rush. I mean, he gets the sex, but it's his, when him and Hubbard are going right, their ability to keep guys like Lamar Jackson in the pocket. Um, and you know, all the other benefits it has in the other parts of that defense is huge in terms of the game though. Uh, you know, we're looking at two teams here that, uh, you know, know each other very well. I definitely think that, 
the Ravens' strength also lines up with the Bengals' weakness a bit in terms of their ability to stop the run. No team's given up more yardage, 10-yard-plus uh, runs here. You look at the number of 10-yard runs and the, the rate of uh, run percentage so that nobody gives up bigger chunks in the Bengals. So I am very concerned about the defense uh, still playing without Sam Hubbard here against this Ravens team. But that said, uh, you know, they got to stop the Bengals' offense too. And this time around, unlike week two, they're going to have a uh, Joe Burrow that has his full tool of arsenals at his disposal, at least in terms of his own skill sets. Right. Yeah. Alas, no Higgins, but, uh, and maybe, and you know, the thing about T Tyler Boyd is he's now had two high profile drops. They would Super Bowl also is another one there. <laughs> I, I won't forget that one either, unfortunately. But other than that, I mean, he's discovered he has a tight end now in Tanner Hudson. Um, I don't know. You know, he's, he's a kind of a journeyman sort of guy. It's not like this rising prospect that they've been, you know, waiting for a big his moment to splash. But he, he's been good the last two weeks, at least. Yeah, I really think that if the Bengals are going to keep this game close, they can't afford to far, fall behind, right? Yep, um, agreed. If they get to a spot where uh, Baltimore is able to be up more than a score and run, 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 it's going to be an uphill battle. So they've got to come out quick. I think they know that. Uh, I will say that, at least over the last couple seasons that some of Joe Burrow's best performances have been when their backs are against the wall. And you can do the math seven ways to Sunday. If they want to have any chance at a division title, this is a must win game. I'm not necessarily thinking that their entire playoff hopes are hinged on this game. Sure. Their percentages are much better with a win here than a loss. The AFC is sure. getting tough Buffalo. I think we've determined that they're not a playoff team. And what the Bengals have to their benefit here uh, is pretty much everybody again, they, ahead of them, uh, the Chiefs, the, um, well, the Ravens today and this week, the Steelers, uh, the Browns, the Jaguars. I mean, you look at the, the teams, they just played the Texans, but if you look at the seven playoff teams right now ahead of the Bengals and the AFC, outside the Texans, who they played last week, and the Ravens they played this week, everybody else is still on the schedule. So yeah. they do control their own destiny to some extent if they win in those games. But I mean, the math is the math here. Uh, and this isn't just the Bengals. I think it's 10 wins could get you in maybe in the AFC. I think their teams are going to beat up on each other. I think 10 wins get you there. I think where uh, Cincinnati is a little challenged is they already have a very poor conference record. Right. Um, we got to find another NFC West team to play. Can yeah. We create someone yeah. that's your NFC West because that seems to work. Yeah. But overall, the matchup tomorrow night, we've had some duds on Thursdays, you know, from a fantasy perspective. Um, this is a matchup that, you know, you're going to start your people and hope for their, their normal, if not better performances. The real question is Lamar Jackson. I mean, the guy's an MVP candidate, but statistically because of the run game has been as successful as it has. I mean, he has become a fantasy dud and you know, I know you get probably three times as amount of questions hitting you as I do, but I can't tell you how many questions a week I get. Lamar, 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 and he's just not an automatic lock-in. Now, I'm going to start him with confidence in this matchup, especially knowing that the Bengals are missing Hubbard and they've struggled in, the, in these capacities. Right. But, I mean, as much as he's in the MVP race, he's also in the consideration for, like, fantasy bust at quarterbacks and based off of draft position and guys that haven't been hurt. You take injuries out of it. The only – I mean, I don't know who's been more sporadic of those top six or seven quarterbacks, I mean, outside of uh, – Trevor Lawrence. I mean, obviously Fields yeah. has been hurt, uh, but and Burrow to his own extent was basically shouldn't have played it for a few weeks, but did. So Lamar Jackson doesn't have that excuse. His only excuse is his team's other success. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, and the fact that they had two blowout games where they didn't, basically didn't play the fourth quarter probably didn't help. They didn't ask him to do that much. I'm concerned about Keaton Mitchell. John Harbaugh said that Mitchell's going to get more reps. He only had four snaps in the second half yet last week there. Uh, despite having two big, big plays, it's like, you know, you had this evidence in front of you that he could really help out, and then they didn't use him when they needed him most. I don't think they make that mistake again. Harbaugh's a smart coach. Yeah, and as I alluded to, the Bengals give up chunks of plays on the yes. ground, even when healthy here. So uh, I'm not shying away from Keaton Mitchell this week, but it's really about your own risk tolerance because, I mean, you know the carries are a bit limited. It's also going to look at what your roster options are, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I've got some lineups where I actually was lucky enough to get a hold of Keaton Mitchell, but I'm it's like I'm, I'm everybody's healthy, nobody's on by. I mean, I'm not going to start him as a top 10 or 15 play. Um right. I will say in showdown slates and such, I mean, Keaton Mitchell is almost a must check box on my board in some of those lineups because of that big play potential and price point and such, which is rising, but still right. at a fair price depending on your platform. Indeed. Uh, prediction on final score in this game. We'll move on to the rest of the slate. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's going to be close. These are usually field goal contest, um, you know, so I, I've already bet the Bengals plus the four. So okay. I, I do think they're going to come in. I think there's some value on the money line. Um, I, whoever comes out on top here, a touchdown or less. But I've got a 24-21 uh, as my official online prediction, which is pretty much right on the things. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a bit biased. I am, yes. but I honestly do believe that there's more at stake here for Cincinnati than there is for Baltimore, and that could be the deciding factor in this contest. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of a self-hating Bengals fan right now. I don't have the opportunity to bet because I'm out in California and apparently never will, but uh, <laughs> we'll see about that one there. Uh, let's move on to the rest of the slate. First quick note, though, from the Blue Wire Network. Our broadcasts are always on the Blue Wire Network. This Rotowire podcast is brought to you by my favorite meal kit, Factor. I gave Factor a try, and I can tell you firsthand, eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, Every meal arrives fresh, not frozen, and they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Every week, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from, and there's something for every diet, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, and there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and get after those wellness goals. One of my favorite things about Factor is the convenience. We're talking meals that are good to go in two minutes or less. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. There's no prep, there's no mess, no cooking, no cleanup, none of that. It's perfect if you have a busy lifestyle and you can't dedicate an hour-plus each day to preparing lunch or preparing dinner. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor also offers options for every meal pancakes, smoothies, you name it. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, dinner, whatever you need, Factor has it. Factor is also tailored to your schedule, so you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you could pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. We've run the numbers over here. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be both nutritious and delicious. Head over to factormeals.com slash rotowire50 and use the code rotowire50. That'll get you 50% off your order. That's code rotowire50 at factormeals.com slash rotowire50 to get 50% off today. We're driven by the search for better. 
But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Thank you for your indulgence there. I'm with Dan Claskins of Fantastics Insider and the SiriusXM show of the same name. Uh, let's talk uh, quarterbacks. Uh, let's talk. We, get, we, had, we woke up to big news. Deshaun Watson out for the year. Not only uh, did they kind of downplay the ankle injury, which he uh, getting an MRI is fine. Oh, no, he had a high ankle sprain. But more importantly, he had a broken bone in his shoulder. He's out for the year. He's going to have surgery. This kind of just ends the saga, at least. And then they threw us another another curveball and announced that they're going door number three at Dorian Thompson Robinson. I actually kind of respect their decision on this because I think PJ Walker is litigated already. We know what he is. DTR might be something that is viable, but I don't think the Browns win a playoff game with uh, Walker. They might with DTR. I mean, they could have won a bunch of them with Josh Dobbs. Yes, or Jacoby Brissett or Baker Mayfield or any of these other quarterbacks that they've booted out of here. True. Karma, karma is not a kind, my friend. And uh, Cleveland sold their soul to get Deshaun Watson. And, you know, um, I, I've got burned on Deshaun Watson a little bit in some places from a fantasy perspective. But I don't get the sense the guy wants to play football, if you want to know the truth. Uh, I mean, that's just my own inferences. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not based on fact here, but the whole thing's just been weird. Even before the previous injury and the way the team has handled it today, the, how they release it in this like press release infographic seven paragraph statement, like the whole thing's just been awkward. It's a marriage that's not going to end well. And it's really disappointing for Cleveland fans. I'm sure because here's a team that is as good as any in football on the roster. When you look at it, when they're completely healthy, and I had to feel for the Browns fans, uh, you know, uh, that I generally have many of that, I, you know, in my family and live around here. A lot of our families in Ohio, so in the Claskins and the, you know, my mom's side of family, especially half of them are Browns fans. So yeah. this has been like a long life. Uh, <laughs> we all need it. We, we sort of laugh at each other over the decades of fandom here, but dude, they lost Jack Conklin. They've lost Nick Chubb. They've lost Deshaun Watson, regardless of whether you think about Watson and signing him and the, the deal and the Carmen, all the things I'm throwing out there. They've had a run of bad luck here and here they are still being right in control of a chance at winning this division. Um, so hats off to the coaching staff. 
hats off to especially on the defensive side of the ball what they've been able to do i don't want to have to match up against that defense in miles care but from a fantasy perspective this is buzzkill city for me uh I mean, I think, I guess Jerome Ford is still in the mix, but with, with Hunt having his carve at the goal line and you've got uh, obviously Pierre Strong getting just enough carries to be a nuisance. He's like that rain. Pierre Strong Jr. is like that rain that barely is raining, but it's enough to get you wet, but you're not going to bust out the umbrella and the wind's blowing so you can't keep the hood up. I mean, that's that's what that backfield is to me. So, yes, if you're looking at for this specific week, uh, you know, we're gonna have to wait and see what the quarterback situation unfolds. We know what PJ Walker was, so I guess there's some hope and optimism. But outside of Cooper and Jerome Strong and the Browns defense, and probably the best fantasy relevant Brown at this point moving forward is gonna be Dustin Hopkins. Yeah, that's that's sad. The rest sad. of it's droppable. I don't want anything to do with even third, Cooper. Third. Well, no, I said outside of Cooper. Oh, Cooper outside. I didn't hear you. Yeah, that. I don't want Njoku. I don't want any of these other receivers. Elijah Moore, I mean, even when things are clicking right here, I mean, outside of, you know, I mean, PPR leagues, he, you can count on eight to ten. But this, no, this is offense is a mess right now. The schedule's not getting any easier. And, yeah. you know, I'm pretty feeling pretty sad about it because my Scott Fishbowl, we're, I, we have live draft here in Cincinnati. And, dude, I crushed it. Like, I executed my plan to precision out of that 12 hole there. And I'm on the fringe of the playoffs. But the problem is the three quarterbacks that I started the season with were Deshaun Watson, Daniel Jones, and Mac Jones. And here I am on the cusp of the playoffs. I don't have anything. I've got, you know, Tommy DeVito and Tyrod Taylor and uh, now both Browns backup quarterbacks. I picked up Marcus Mariota and Jacoby Brissett just to stash. And it's like, dude, I've got like the most stud running backs receivers that you could ever imagine. So and, I went, I went, I had LA live uh fishbowl and I went Burrow Dak. And oh, I so wish I could have got my that. season started um, <laughs> right now. And I have Baker as my uh, third actually too. So I, you're I, loaded, my friend. Now your problem is, is who you sitting? Don't look at my running backs. Um, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Please do not look at the running backs. Like maybe, maybe I wish we could work that. out a, a, inter, a cross country trade or something. Right. But you know, trades. Oh, it's so it. painful. So painful. I mean, <laughs> I, I literally had Cam Akers as a best option at my running back for like four <laughs> weeks. I mean, that's how bad it is. I oh had, my goodness. You know, Job battles lost and injuries, you name it. You know, it just it all. When the, all it, fantasy teams are dealing with something. And the other thing is, is you know, this is uh, you've been doing this a long time, and you know, I, I've been ranking or doing some sort of fantasy content for two decades myself. I can't remember a season that was just harder to figure out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, one minute the Broncos D's giving up 70 to the Dolphins and the next two weeks they're shutting down Mahomes and Allen and back to back games, you know, just here a few short weeks later. So it's like, yeah, you know, twice it, with Mahomes too. Twice. in the business of being a prognosticator. I mean, yeah. it, we make educated guesses. They're getting a lot harder to make. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say in season that just these sea changes, Dallas, we're going to run the ball. We're going to have, sl- we're going to be a slow offense or. Dak, why don't you just go throw 40 times and, and throw for 400 yards? Either way, we're good. I mean, I, I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm My C.D. Lamb shares are, are just singing for oh my gosh. all of a sudden now. C.D. Lamb, I mean, if we were redrafting today and we had a Heroes First host draft that you know, your, your guy Jim Coventry participated on on Veterans Day with us over there on Sirius XM, and uh, I – I got way off. I was hosting and drafting and my co-host had technical problems. So like I was had the worst draft ever. Oh, no. So I, I throw out my draft from that, but 
like I was anxious, like where does CD Lamb go? I mean, if I was redrafting today and and dialed into it, I mean, you know, I mean, I definitely think he's probably wide receiver one on my board if I'm drafting today. I might go Brown. I might go AJ Brown first, but I hear you. It's close. Yeah. The fact well, my point is, is it's not yeah. Jefferson. It's not Chase. No. I mean, Tyreek Hill is the only other name I think I would throw into the Nick. The point is, is like he's it's been awesome. And, you know, Dallas is a team that I wasn't really buying into, frankly. Dak Prescott especially, but uh, I've been wrong. I'm, I'll, I'll admit when I was wrong. Uh, yeah. And, that you know, every week it seems like they're playing uh, the weakest team in the league. I don't know. Can I get in a survivor contest where I can just use the Cowboys every week? Because it seems like they have the easiest schedule in the history of football. We're not going to talk about Survivor right now. Last week was very tough. Oh, dude, I already know. I was catching you on lunch break. I know you went with the Bengals there on the circus okay. stuff. But oh, I was, I was... <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I have been. I mean, I, I, my problem was I couldn't find the pivot. Like I knew no. I had to hold on to the Cowboys for Thanksgiving because well, that Thanksgiving that. rule in that contest definitely made that one an easy decision. I think. So. Yeah, uh, the process I mean, is right, Jeff. The process is right. You can't. Your yeah. process was right. It just the result didn't go the way. But you know what? It would have worked out if Tyler Boyd had on to the football. Ah, stop, yeah. <laughs> what you do, Tyler Boyd? What you do? <laughs> ah, terrible. You know, I've got a long history in Survivor uh, with my with my heart there with the Bengals, and I, I bet on or against them. My, my worst story was uh, it was a hometown pool under the table thing years ago. So I'm out, but it was all cash. It was worth about twenty G's. Oh, it was wow. down to about nine guys. Uh, I was the only one with the Bengals. Uh, you obviously had the winner. Uh, if you, if you tie or lose, you are knocked out. And that was the tie that they had versus Donovan McNabb. Oh. How many years ago you can remember this. But I remember that. Carson Palmer, did. Donovan McNabb. They did not remember. The Bengals were like four and 12. And I was saying to my buddies in Tokyo, they're like, I would took the Eagles that day because they were supposed to smoke them. And my buddy's like, I can pick against Spanish. I was like, well, here, man, you know what? If I lose and the Bengals get a win, I'm going to leave here. I'll be all right with it. Cause it's been so long since I've seen a win and they tied. So that was the day I canceled my season tickets the first time, but <laughs> survivors are a cruel game. But uh, you know, in terms of back to my point here is, is like trying, trying to figure out the league is tougher than it's ever been, but you still got to stick to your process. The process it's not always right, but more often than not, as, as you know, uh, somebody like me that's played fantasy for decades, more often than not, the process, the majority of the time is going to work out. And that's what people have to remember is nobody's 100 percent here. Uh, you're hoping right. to go 60% on these calls. I was just gonna say any good better is like hoping for what 57%? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. You know, and so if you get 60, you're a god. Um, and that that's this that's really funny how that works. Uh Josh Allen turnover machine again he's almost like he he's reverted back to his rookie year almost they fired ken dorsey what's wrong with the bills what's wrong with josh allen i mean i do wonder about his shoulder uh it was obviously a yeah. problem last year i mean he does play hurt i mean he's a tough guy um but you know some of the things that gave him such a huge upside as well i believe is you know his aggressiveness his you know his his desire to make the tough throws, to gun it down the field. I mean, those are why you've seen 40, 50 point days. Um, I obviously I think we all would agree that, you know, Ken Dorsey was a bit of a scapegoat on Tuesday morning. I, I mean, he wasn't the one doing these things, but you know how that goes. Sometimes a move like that does sort of shake things up, you know, makes people realize things. I mean, the thing is, is I don't think Josh Allen is ever going to not be a guy that's going to make mistakes based off of that style. 
I do say that the more concerning thing for me is like, and we started to see signs of it last year after they got knocked out of the playoffs by the Bengals and, you know, Stefan Diggs. It seems like the team in general isn't as cohesive. Uh, that Sean McDermott doesn't necessarily have quite the grip on it. The honeymoon sort of over there. The salary cap is not in their favor. Um, and then you get players that are just inconsistent. I mean, Josh Allen, yeah, I mean, it's easy to see the 11 picks and league leading and, and have the concerns. But, I mean, Gay Davis stopping on routes, making wrong plays. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've they've had a, a number of um, a number of players come in and out of the lineup. You know, the injury. I mean, Dawson Knox has opened up the door for Dalton Kincaid. It's also taken away some, a trusted source, a key blocker. Um, James Cook, even in his own right, hasn't been very consistent. So, uh I don't know. I mean, it sucks that he's throwing the picks from fantasy. I mean, you're still going to put him in there and do it, but I'm looking at this Buffalo team. I don't anticipate them being a playoff team in the AFC at this point. And as I'm looking towards next year, it's like, what else? I mean, do they want to just try to keep adding pieces and robbing Peter to pay for Paul? Or at what point do you realize, all right, this, this particular setup here isn't going to work. And then you look at the division, um, you know, I mean, obviously the Dolphins are a first-class team, but, you know, the Jets, they don't really have a quarterback of the future. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, if he comes back this year or even next, I mean, the guy's on the wrong side of 40, and, mm-hmm. the, the you know, the Patriots are in rebuild mode. So if I'm the Bills, like, I don't want to blow it up too much. I want to, you know, keep pushing here why I think that this division is up for grabs. I mean, the AFC East, if you look at it from top to bottom, and I never thought I would say this, but, I mean, right now, I might say it's the worst division in the AFC. Yeah, the South is rising. So the uh, South is rising. We know the North is loaded. And then I look at the West and I'm like, well, I mean, the, the Chiefs are just as good as the Dolphins. And yeah. then you got the Chargers, the Raiders. I don't know. It's pretty close, I guess. But uh, the Raiders are a real team again. The Raiders so. have an attitude. They got a good defense. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, the Chargers are, I mean, they got all the talent in the world. They just haven't really been able to capitalize on it. So. I don't know. It's it's concerning for Josh Allen. Um, you know, if I'm ranking QBs right now, we talked about where C.D. Lamb would rank. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I still consider a top four or five fantasy quarterback just because of his rushing yeah. prowess and you know that aggressiveness we talked about. And I do believe that we're now that we're seeing this coaching change, we're going to see uh, continued uh, emphasis on him being a little bit more of himself and not trying to be something he's not. Yeah, it's great. We don't even want him to run and get hurt. But Josh Allen is Josh Allen. And when you start trying to make quarterbacks and players be somebody they're not and force them into this other thing, which I get the reasoning of it, uh, you know, you lose a little bit of what makes them the player they are. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh Allen, by the way, leads all quarterbacks in fantasy points this year and second and second on a per game basis behind Hertz. So. Let me throw this out at there. If, if I'm right and they're not a playoff team. And that becomes a little more obvious here in another couple of weeks. And I'm also right in speculating that the shoulder is a bigger issue. I mean, there's a scenario where Josh Allen gets shut down here at the key point of the fantasy season. Wow. How you know, massive would that be? I mean, seriously. I mean, let's say, you know, in a couple of weeks, you know, there are two games out of the next closest playoff thing and Allen's still lingering. I mean, nobody's really talking about it, but I mean, there is a scenario where I could see that play out where it would make sense. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, I, I could see that too. Uh, another team that's got to figure it out is the bears with Josh Fields. Um, he's coming back this week. 
Tyson Bajan was a fun little story, but he's 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 kind of a nothing burger in my mind. But yeah, well, Fields, I mean, he might be a decent backup. I mean, yeah. he is what he is. He's no he's no Nathan Peterman. He's better than that. <laughs> we give him that. <laughs> he's um, no Turk Schoenert. Yeah. Oh, there's a good name. Yeah. Like <laughs> um, I don't think Fields is fully litigated yet. I, I think the Bears have a real decision on their hands. They're, they're going to have two bites of the apple in the draft this upcoming year. And e- even if they don't use it on the quarterback, they can trade it. They could go with Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, they could uh, trade fields. Yeah, they could trade fields. Uh, I, all those options are on the table. What's your take on him? Well, you know, there's the fantasy take. There's the real life take. Um, he is certainly a little bit raw still i think you know he he needs to play it out at this point though injuries have become a concern so durability is a big thing uh and you know i believe i believe it my uh, co-host james adams says this all the time availability is one of the most important abilities right i mean mm-hmm. doesn't matter how great a player is if you can't count on him to be there it's one of the reasons i don't like lamar jackson i still am counting on him missing a few games this season because he's going to get hurt the thing is is in fantasy it's electric. I mean, the plays that he can make running the football alone make him a guy that could, on any given week, beat any given fantasy team by himself. Yep. What I really think his arrival back in the lineup is going to do, and I've, I'm not liking the Bears as a real football team here. I have questions about their coach. I have questions about a lot of things about the organization. But from a fantasy perspective, I do like the Bears' upside. And I think, you know, I'm looking at the, the backfield's a little cluttered. Obviously, now with uh, Khalil Herbert, assuming he comes off IR this week, obviously, you know, we know Foreman's been pretty involved. Roshan Johnson is a guy who has a lot of talent, has done a lot, but there's, it's a three-headed monster, so that's a mess. But, man, DJ Moore, those last couple games before Fields got hurt, I mean, he was a top five or six guy, and he's still so young and so good. DJ Moore is the the, the diamond that in that whole Bears offense that's just shiny and pretty and I, what I'm most excited about, and granted, I have some exposure to all the, I got enough teams. I got exposure to all these guys across my fantasy portfolio, but DJ Moore is the biggest winner and Justin Fields being back. Yeah. I definitely think yes. that the Bears um, are going to put some points on the board. Cole Komet maybe miss, uh, miss, will be hurt by this quarterback change because he's been getting targeted, but he's still a capable tight end. He's still in the yeah, there. So yeah. I think Justin Fields is a guy that, you know, if, I need a quarterback in my league and the fields owner is out there with other options and has maybe become disgruntled or unsettled. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that I would, you know, as many leagues are at their trade deadlines this week and next, I mean, he's a guy, if I need to move a quarterback, I think I would try to buy low on now before he comes back and has one of those good performances. Oh, 100%. Cause that, that ceiling is about as good as it gets at the position, in my opinion. Yeah, he was a top five fantasy quarterback last year. Uh, yeah, that that stretch uh, before he got. I hurt. don't think he's going to be a Chicago Bear next year. Though. I'd be willing to bet on that. I don't know where he's going, uh, but unless we see just a remarkable finish here by the Bears, uh, I do think the team will go in a different direction and get what value they can. But that's even more incentive for them to showcase Fields, in my opinion. Now, I agree. I agree. Uh, we got to take care of a, cook, a couple of reads real quick, some business. Uh, first of all, from our friends at Circa, get ready for the ultimate big game parties at Circa Resort and Casino. Super Sunday is in Las Vegas this year. Watch the big game poolside at Stadium Swim's big game viewing party. Massive screen, booming gain sound, and a view of the pyrotechnic and visual effects throughout the game. Snag the best seat in the sun with daybeds, poolside boxes, cabanas, and more. Or touchdown at the world's largest sportsbook. 
Circus Sports for the Big Game Bash. Three stories of football glory featuring a 78 million pixel screen. Book your seat with a variety of reservation options, including bottle service, open bar, stadium-style food, and more. Don't miss these legendary viewing experiences on February 11th. The Big Game Party is only at Circa Resort and Casino. Reserve today at CircaLasVegas.com. Also, RotoWire is sponsored by the good folks at Splash Sports. We're proud to enter uh, the, the, uh, with Splash Sports, a partner with them this, this football season. Splash Sports empowers gaming commissioners to earn by creating contests. Commissioners can set up contests, add their style, and enjoy the evolving Splash Sports platform for customized performances. Preference, excuse me, customized preferences. From daily to season-long contests, Splash Sports caters to various playing styles, such as DFS, Pick X, and Traditional Survivor. And unlike traditional sports books, Splash Sports pits you against friends and family, not the house. Splash goes beyond betting, a space where friends can connect, strategize, and share in the excitement of sports. Rotowire will be running weekly DFS tiers contests on Splash Sports this all season. Can you beat our experts? Visit rotowire.com slash splash to enter today. I'm here with Dan Claskins from Fantastics and Fantastics Insider. Catch his show 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays. He and James Adams, Adams host a great show there. Uh, let's talk running backs. Uh, Jalen Warren, one of the best per carry performances throughout the season. He actually got the name start, even though Najee Harris had the first touch of the game. Uh, but Warren is, is, is basically a 50-50 split with Harris right now. Are they both viable? I think so. I mean, Pittsburgh's team wants to run the football, right? Yep. I mean, I think we've got the identity. I mean, we've had it for years, but I mean, they want to run the football. They want to play good defense. I mean, the stat of them and their yardage and how they win these games, it's remarkable. Um, but, you know, when you got a great coach like Mike Tomlin and a team that buys into what he's selling, I mean, these types of things happen. And Mike Tomlin is, let's face it, I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the league. Yeah. Um, he's had this formula for a number of years. Warren is a really exciting player to watch. I like his explosiveness. And, you know, I think him and Ajay complement each other well. I think, you know, what we as fantasy managers have to wrap our heads around is sort of letting go of, you know, what we've looked at and valued Najee Harris, even before last season, you know, as a guy, you know, this, I mean, he was a first round pick, you know, just a couple years ago in fantasy leagues. And he's just not going to be that. Volume was his friend. Now he lost the volume. But it's clear that he's still going to have a role. Clearly, I think the presence of both of them limit both of their upside. So I view him very similarly rest of the season as RB2 flex options. Uh, I would prefer Warren, especially in PPR leagues, mm -hmm. um, to where I think Harris is a better bet for the goal line work. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, one thing we do know is that Kenny Pickett, they're not going to win games with him no. as, as the centerpiece. Not to say that you know, what they're hoping he does is not lose games. Um, so I'll take both. I, I feel there's a lot more confidence I have um, in, you know, getting some level of production out of that backfield than I do any of the Pittsburgh receivers because it's just too volatile in that passing game. Yeah. So this week against the Browns, though, Jeff, I got to say, I mean, um, you know, I think that's going to be some, some tough Tough task for either back to have very big days. So yeah, use use with caution here in week number 11 would be my message. Total rock fight of a game. Uh, the total on this one now is down to 33 and a half. I've never <laughs> seen an NFL game that low. This is some Iowa stuff here. I mean, yeah, I know, that's what I was just going to say. It's like I've been the under in Iowa games. I yeah. mean, 
I'm a Northwestern guy. Iowa Northwestern set football back about as far as Iowa Penn State oh. did a couple of years. There was an Iowa Penn State game. It was like six to five, I, I recall, <laughs> 10, 15 years ago. And just hasn't changed. Iowa's defensive coordinator is phenomenal. And I mean, yeah, they, but like the Steelers, they yeah. know who they are. They don't try exactly. to be anything different. Yep. Exactly. I mean, when we see the Steelers and their receivers really go off, it's when they're usually from behind, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. It's interesting. I do think that Warren deserves to be called the starter. I mean, he's earned it. He's been more consistent. Clearly, you look at just about any metric that you want to look at to look at running backs here, and you're going to see why everybody's so excited about him. And Dynasty, you know, if we're looking at, you know, talking about the long-term picture of these running backs, I mean, that's where I'm still a little uncertain on how high I am on Warren. Right. Just because of the volatility at the position and how we see these NFL teams move on from year to year. But I got to imagine if you're sitting on him in Dynasty right now, you got him at a really good price. So the ROI is looking pretty good at this point. For sure. I think it's hilarious, though. Najee Harris is what, year three? And people are talking about it as if he's washed. You know, it, it's it's a cold world. It's it is. Well, it's, running backs, I mean, to be fair, I mean, the average lifespan is about like five years or right, something. So, right. yeah. I mean, he is getting up there. But, I, you know, if if you can get Najee Harris, you know, 50 cents on the dollar, I'm buying him. Yeah, I agree. I think he can still play and all the, you know, the, uh, the, the, like the uh, stats, uh, all the uh, analytic tools suggest that he's have actually playing very well this year. So uh, Miami running back situation, HN just got cleared for practice. He may play this weekend. Mike McDaniel was fabulously evasive. Uh, in responding to a question today about his availability, uh, he even goes, do you have big money in fantasy when asked about HN's availability for this weekend? It's pretty funny. And then he went on this long tangent, talked about like liking hydration at the end. It was, it was just a masterclass in evasion. Typ- yeah, typical Mike McDaniel. Yeah. <laughs> but what H-Chan, are we doing with this? HN is, I mean, a guy that I'm kicking myself. I'm not having more, uh, yeah, me too. Uh, more teams. Um, you know, I think the knee injury, especially that he was dealing with late in the preseason there probably scared me away because I was pretty high on him earlier in the summer. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to talk about a guy that any touch of the football can be a highlight reel. I mean, he is the quintessential player there. It is interesting, though. I mean, Jeff Wilson, he, he reminds me of sort of the Pierre Strong stuff I was talking about earlier. Of yeah, He's going to have enough of a role to, to minimize it. And then you get Mostert. So... I, the real loser here in the whole situation is Mostert because, and his managers, because, you know, he was a top five running back for a large stretch and that's just not happening again. He might have a top five week here or there, but he's going to have weeks where he's not in the top 25. I would, if I'm ranking those running backs for the rest of the season, I prefer to have HN over Mostert based off of the upside, but I think they're going to end up with very similar workloads, frankly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Miami offense took a turn after they lost HN. They they were not the same quite as dynamic. Of course, you go on the road to Philly, you play Kansas City, at two of those games. It's going to show that way, too. But, you know, you can tell there's just I'm a little, listen. you know, I mean, it, it's a fun offense to watch and it's great in fantasy. Um, and as you mentioned, they, they were missing that key cog in those big games. But the way they've come up empty in Buffalo in Phila- against Philadelphia in Germany um, and they did come back and show a little heart there. I mean, I'm just not sure that they've gotten to that next level, right? I mean, I you know, I look at it like horse racing. I'm a big horse racing guy. And, you okay. know, you've got your uh, claiming races. You've got your allowance races. And you get into your graded stakes. And, you know, that's how I sort of view teams here. And right now, you know, if the Dolphins were a racehorse, they've 
gone into these three stakes races and they haven't ran good yet. You know, they've done all right on the, and on the claiming races, uh, and then the allowance races. But, you know, even if you look at last year before he got hurt, I mean, Tua Tagovailoa doesn't have very many just statement, big NFL wins under his belt in his short career. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe he just hasn't had enough chances. I'm not saying I don't think they'll come, but if I'm looking at the AFC right now and just ranking teams without record or just, just based off of how good I think they are, I'm not sure the Dolphins are even in my top three teams. Oh, I, I'd agree. I think they 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 still have like they they have to go get that signature win to get into that tier. The small defense of them is all three of those games were on the road. Um, True. None of those but had to come down in my. Their playoff end. games are going to be on the road too. At least the big ones at the end. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, and, you know, at some point you got to. And what's this team going to be built to do if it gets into December weather? You know, yeah. go into Kansas City when it's 14 degrees and it's snowing. Yeah. And- you know, that that Buffalo game in December last year, though, was a ticket to the carnival game. Yeah. That yeah. was a fun, fun game last it year. It was a game. That was a fun game. But yeah. it would be yeah. interesting. I mean, Fair the Dolphins that. are the team to beat in the AFC East for sure. And I mean, on any given Sunday, you know, you're talking about a team that can put up 50 points. So, I mean, they've got my attention in fantasy. There's no doubt. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the two marquee games of this week are bookends. We got Bengals Ravens on Thursday night, and then we got Philly Kansas City on Monday night. Rare, awesome Monday night game. Probably the best game of the, you know, perhaps the game of the year. It's a Super Bowl. I mean, Bowl it rematch. is the game of the year. It's a Super yeah. Bowl rematch. Doesn't get better than that. And right now, Probably. it's the Super Bowl preview in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's break down these players a little bit. There, uh, Devonta Smith is someone who's had a couple of big games. But he's completely disappeared at times. Now that Dallas Goddard is out, is is the volume trick up for him a little bit? I was just gonna say, I, I do think the Goddard injury will benefit Smith and seeing some of those target volumes there. And you know, even in a couple of those games where the numbers weren't there, I mean, he had a one or uh, one play in particular that came to mind. I'm trying to remember the exact game. I don't have it in front of me, but to where he literally had two, not one but two like 30 yard passes that were nullified because of holding penalties mm-hmm. um you know there have been instances uh uh where you know just missing you know he's drawn a lot of pass interferences i mean so the target what i'm getting at is the targets have generally not dipped too much so if we can keep the ball i mean there's been a couple games where we've seen a little bit less than we'd like to in that area but for the most part the target volume has been there and i think goddard's Injury obviously opens the door for more targets. I got to think there's a little bit of regression uh, ahead for A.J. Brown based off just the mo- – I mean, I can't expect the guy to get 125 yards every single week of the season. Right. Um, and, you know, they're going to match up against some defenses. That, frankly, they're going to have to they'll, – they'll take A.J. Brown out to where they'll have no choice. So I like Devontae Smith. I think, you know, the – if you're thinking he's going to live up to that second round value that you saw late year in the high stakes leagues, I mean, that may not happen. Um, but if you reset your expectations and the, your expect, you know, if your expectations are appropriately aligned, Jeff, you seldom get disappointed in life. Yeah. And my expectations for Devonte Smith right now is he's a solid back end wide receiver too, that has a pretty good ceiling plays in one of the league's best offenses. And as long as hurts his knee holds up, you know, I don't see many instances where he's going to be on a lot of benches on any team I have. 
Oh, uh, heck in yeah. the weeks Agreed. moving forward. So I did have a hard time ranking him. I put him around 20 this week. Uh, I've got him at 22 this week. And, yeah. you know, my rest of the season ranks, I've got him at 18, though. So, yeah. uh, you know, entering week 11 here uh, and half point PPR. And, you know, I, I think that's fair. I think he could easily exceed it. I don't think that I think there's got a lot better chance exceeding that than necessarily falling short of it. Agreed. Agreed. Man, that that whole that literally there was a little pocket of the draft there where we we kind of felt left wanting Higgins. We've known we've kind of covered that a lot. Higgins, uh, Waddle, and Smith. These wide Waddle, these Smith. second receivers from Olave, these prolific Ridley. offenses. Yeah, Ridley. Yep. Well, the, I was never in on the Ridley hype to where it got as high as it did. I mean, I, I had. Yeah. I mean, I never had Ridley in the second round. Of, I, I don't have many pieces of best ball because I couldn't get him. It wasn't I didn't like him, but I just thought he was very overvalued. All I got him late in fishbowl, but that was in July. Right. You know, it's just yeah. and well, receivers fell in that pool too. And, uh, exactly, because there's, there's, I was going to say there's other un- underlying things. So I only have a couple of Ridleys where I drafted early and got him later in the draft. But turns out the answer was uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, and, yeah, Keenan well, Allen. And, you know, that's an interesting, I mean, not to get off topic of this Eagles-Chiefs game because it is a great game I want to talk about. But, you know, we have to remember that, you know, there's a lot of chest pounding, you know, you see on on Twitter, X, whatever you're really? calling. You know, yeah. people, you know, go around, oh, I got this right or I got this wrong or this strategy is the best and this, you know, any strategy can work. Any strategy that you've ever heard of in fantasy can work. It's about nailing the right players at the right spots, you know. Wait on quarterback. I only stream the quarterbacks. Well, you know, if you if you drafted CJ Stroud this year, that worked out great. You know, uh-huh. uh, you can go after quarterback early, and as you can see, you know, I mean, so it's really just about getting the right players. I'm a person that's not tied to any singular strategy. I think you know, in certain formats and obviously certain draft slots, you know, you know the way the board goes. I mean, you know, and that's fine. You you know, receiver drunk early, whatever it is you get, that's that's great, but. My point is, is any strategy you take, you still have to get the players that you're picking to deploy that strategy correct. And a lot of times, it's not even that they disappoint, it's injuries happen. So, Kirk Cousins, for example. I mean, you waited on quarterbacks, you nailed it, you got Kirk Cousins, congratulations, and you have nothing. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. And the point uh, that I think we need to remember and, and jot down now while we're in the thick of it, and rather than as we come in next year, is to realize why did the strategy that I employed in this particular draft fall and do a better job as fantasy managers looking at that and then applying those learnings moving forward, not necessarily completely scrapping your, you know, there's strategies I tried this year. Guess what? These teams didn't work out, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to try the same thing next year. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, as you know, the larger the sample size, the more data you have, the more you can make informed decisions on those types of things. Exactly. Um, back to Chiefs Eagles real quick. Uh, Chiefs offense has been low-key disappointment. Uh, the two Broncos games, the Miami game uh, in Germany was a disappointing game. Uh, you know, I, I, you're happy. You're plenty happy with Kelsey. That's a write-off for me, whatever happened with yeah. Germany. But Rasheed Rice, I think he's a critical guy coming down the stretch for them. Can they establish him? Can he take him to the next level? I definitely. I mean, he was a guy that I was buying in the preseason. Um, you know, the talent, you know, what I was seeing in camp was there. It has been very encouraging to see his utilization numbers, you know, continually to grow week after week after week. And, you know, even watching the Manning cast on Monday night uh, and listening to Patrick Mahomes and his interview with Eli and Peyton, I, I thought it was great conversation. And what I really appreciated about uh, Mahomes, not just in that conversation, but really anytime I hear him talk, is his level of accountability. He realizes they suck. They've mm-hmm. been disappointing. I mean, if what he, he was the first one to say, if it wasn't for our defense, 
We wouldn't be seven and two. We wouldn't be the yep. number one seed. We realize we have to do this coming out of a bye. And that's what's interesting about this matchup is both teams have bye and then they get to play on Monday night. So the league really tried to make sure these teams are both as rested as possible for this game. So, I mean, it's not a disadvantage either way to either of the teams since they both had the bye. But Andy Reid in a bye week, I mean, I know what it yeah. is from a betting perspective, but as much as uh, there's other coaches I, I think highly of, he, in my opinion, is the greatest coach in the NFL when it comes to game planning and offensive uh, you know, at least over the, the span of his career. And, you know, coming out of the bye week, I'm betting on Andy Reid. I'm betting on this offense getting better. I think Philadelphia's defense has a lot more holes than – so in the game, I definitely like the Chiefs. I already played it at two and a half earlier in the week, and I am expecting Mahomes to go off for a really nice day. I think Rasheed Rice is part of that plan. It will be spread around like it always is, but I think he's going off for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and having one of those weeks – And you know, I think the Eagles will keep pace. I think it'll be an entertaining game, but I, I think they're going to lose by seven points more in this contest. So I am as much as, uh, you know, not necessarily a Chiefs fan. I am definitely all in on the Chiefs this week, especially coming out of this bye. And I think down the stretch, you're going to see a team that's going to start looking more like the, the Chiefs that we've seen in the past. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And by the way, I, I the Chiefs are always my second team. I went to high school in Kansas, moved there okay. as a sophomore year. My my family has, has converted over to being Chiefs fans. So, so is that like during the Joe Montana Chiefs days and Marcus yeah, Allen yeah. Chiefs days, or yeah. is it a little earlier than that? Uh, Steve DeBerg and uh, you know. I was going to guess Steve DeBerg next. Yes. So. Uh, all the uh, <laughs> Christian Okoye and all all that. Oh. Like, um, but it, now that it this is Bengals Chiefs is a rivalry. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough, uh, but well, yeah, I used to I, like I Travis Kelsey but because he went to the University of Cincinnati as an yeah. Ohio guy. But you know, then this, you know, now I hate him. You know, yeah, now I hate Taylor guy. Swift too because she's dating the guy. <laughs> <laughs> my my girls love Taylor Swift too much. I can't do that to them. But, uh, yeah. I know my wife and daughter will. Uh, they won't be watching this, but they would punch me right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There. Um. So yeah, we'll end up on that on that game there. I am super excited about that one. I am boosting Rice up a little bit. I think he does take the next step. Uh, you know, they they are living in life with salary cap, and the, our our Bengals are going to be in that world too. By the way, when we yeah this off season. Well, you know, the thing that's interesting about the. I'll say this about the Chiefs too is the one guy that and uh, the one guy I think we're going to see come on and more involved down the stretch is McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was talking, I think it was Jim Coventry. I was actually yep. talking about this on our show when we had him on last Saturday. Uh, and, you know, he's right because I remember hearing the same thing. They, they yeah, were talking about in the preseason, you know, that, that they saw how valuable he was down the stretch, but they didn't think he could hold up over the course of the season. So, if you'll remember when in the fantasy playoffs last year, I had a couple teams that had McKinnon on it, that he was the difference maker. Oh my goodness. Yes. He was, he was massive. And I definitely think that there's a lot to like about him down the stretch. Uh, Pacheco has been nails. So some of Mahomes' numbers have been because he's been so good in the running game too. So, and when your defense is doing the job and you're not playing from behind, I think those are all factors here that we have to consider. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, I, tr- Reminder that I need to bump up McKinnon a little bit in my rankings, uh, but I will do that. Dan, I, I, I know you've got a heart out here. Uh, appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, congr- thanks for doing a lot of great work, doing good in fantasy, uh, do good fantasy. Uh, raised a lot of money for the veterans last week, uh, and you do that for a living too, so appreciate your work there. Yeah, well, uh, you know what? Uh, we wouldn't be able to play fantasy and do all these things we enjoy without the freedoms that we enjoy from all the brave men and women that serve. So 
Indeed. I think that's always a good cause. And uh, I certainly appreciate, you know, you having me on, Jeff. And always good talking football with you. Hopefully it will bring us some good luck with uh, the Bengals here on Thursday night. But uh, either way, we're going to crush it in fantasy. And, and now you don't have to sweat out your survivor pick anymore. So that, well, there right. is that. And maybe we can meet up in Vegas in February. That would be great, dude. That would be great. I hope to see you soon. Or yeah, another Super Bowl uh, meetup will, will definitely happen one one time in the future, for sure. Absolutely. All right, that's going to conclude today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, make sure to uh, check out uh, our, our sponsors, Circa and Splash. And check out uh, Dan's work over at Fantastics. Uh, we've got uh, John and Mario tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Take care.